Welcome back. I guess for those of you listening, there wasn't much of a discrepancy because we had a bunch pre-recorded. But first actual episode in a couple weeks. We've got lions, we've got gorillas, we've got bulldogs, we've got babies. Lots of things happening here. <laughs> so today's episode, we are going to be covering your birth story. Um, are you back at work or are you just popping in from a guest appearance here? Um, I'm slowly easing back into work. Slowly. I still have a lot of stuff that's been automated and is already done for me. So just kind of doing the bare minimum tasks that are essential each day. Um, and this little gremlin has been living on the booby every hour today. So we're going to take it a day at a time. But returning listeners, you know the deal. Let's put a number on it. If you've listened to three episodes, that's going to be the number. You're hooked in. You've listened to three episodes. This is your third, or you've already passed that. Leave us a quick re review. Drop a five-star. Um, share us on social media. Tag us. Um, we appreciate all of that. And you guys have been kicking ass with that. We had a, a ton of reviews coming through. So we appreciate you. New listeners, same concept, same deal. If you enjoy this episode and you're brand new, listen to a couple more. Once you get to that third episode, leave us a quick review, share us. I can hear her breathing on this microphone. If you hear little pterodactyl noises, it's just baby Cora. So diving right in. Right. 3 a.m.? Well, no, let's back up. So Monday the 21st, I was very over being pregnant you could say um i had a couple bouts of prodromal labor they call it so there were like a couple nights that week prior where i was just starting to wake up and have contractions that were different than my braxton hicks contractions i had braxton hicks pretty much since week 20 of pregnancy which are just a tightening of your stomach they don't hurt but there was a couple nights the week prior to Cora arriving that I had just, they almost felt more crampy. Um, and I thought that I was going into labor those couple of nights and nothing ever really happened. So since that happened, I was doing all the things. I was trying to stay moving. I was um, doing the mile circuit at least once or twice a day which you can Google. Um, it's just a series of three different things. You do two different poses. You hold them. They're supposed to open up and, you know, get your body, get the baby to drop a little bit more. Um, so I was doing that. And then Monday, I was 39 weeks in one day, according to my calculation. Um, and I say my calculation for the due date because my doctors technically had me at 38 weeks, four days, I believe. Um, so basically, our fertility clinic set our estimated due date based on the first day of my last period. But I obviously tracked my cycle. I knew exactly when I ovulated, so I was kind of just going by, by what I had <laughs> set for it. Um, so there, there was a little bit, a couple of days between like what we had set there, which, you know, your birth estimated due date is really just it should be an estimated due month really because there's no rhyme or reason to when the baby decides to come they'll come when they come so anyway uh, Monday I that weekend I power washed I was like nesting mode 
full force. I was like trying to stay busy. I power washed the patio. We redid our patio. And then Sunday, I was exhausted from that, obviously. And Monday, I was still exhausted. So I went and we got stuff at Target for a bubble bath with like Epsom salt. And you were kind of nesting in your own way. You were starting the office stuff. You got your little whiteboard in the corner. That wasn't nesting. That was habit building. Yeah, it was nesting in a male form. Um, so I took my bath and I was just feeling like, really over it, almost defeated in the sense that I thought I was going to be like way past due and have, you know, three more weeks of pregnancy. But I did tell you, if you felt like it was going to come, it was going to be another month. And the moment you gave up, she was going to come that day. And I, I did give up. I booked a prenatal massage that Monday for Tuesday. And as soon as I told Josh, I found an appointment for that. He was like, your water's going to break tonight. And sure enough, that's what happened. So all right, that that was like the pre-labor story. If you're listening to this episode, I think you're into babies, so I hope these are cute sounds and they're not annoying you in the background. I don't know how this is going to be aesthetically pleasing when you're listening to this. It's but just Cora just a breathing. Cute baby breathing. Um, so around twelve fifty-four, I remember looking at my clock when I woke up. I I mean, at this point in pregnancy, when you're in the third trimester, you're waking up. A lot to go pee you're kind of uncomfortable you're tossing and turning so this was not abnormal I woke up and felt very crampy um I got up to pee and I felt just like a small gush and I thought I kind of just peed a little bit I wasn't really sure what was going on so I was like hmm that's weird that's kind of like exactly how I felt with Kai because when I was pregnant with Kai if you guys listen to that episode it's you can scroll back and listen if you want to listen to his birth story but I basically stood up and it was like movie theater style water breaking all over the floor this was more just like a trickle um, but I could tell it was like slightly different than I, I knew it wasn't pee um, so I was trying not to get excited because again at this point you're just like you don't really know what actually is labor and what is kind of just fake labor so I, I didn't even wake Josh up at this point. I just kind of peed, Thank went back God. to bed, and tried to go back to sleep because I knew nothing was really happening yet. I wasn't getting consistent contractions or anything yet. So I went back to sleep for a little bit, or tried to, and around 2.30, I believe, I woke up, and they were starting to be a little bit more consistent. I was still leaking this fluid, and I, at this point, I knew it was my water breaking, and at this point, I woke Josh up and I said, I think it's happening. I don't remember what you said, but you, I was like, just start to get up, start to call your mom, start to just, you know, make moves a little bit, but don't rush. So I called my midwife at this point and she said to just continue to monitor things for the next hour and then call her back because at this point nothing was super consistent as far as timing my contractions I had just started paying attention to them they were very mild they were not painful so I got on the pregnancy ball was bouncing around a little bit moving my hips around um you were really not rushing at this point I slowly meandered upstairs to set the bed up for my mom called your mom let her know what was going on but I was very like don't rush because we kind of we kind of rushed a little bit more last time just because like 
you don't know what's going to happen. And I think based on last time, we knew it was going to be a long, a long process. So we weren't really rushing, but I did have to make my way to the hospital because I was group B strep positive, which they want to start you on antibiotics for that, um, you know, if your water breaks. So I, about 30 minutes after I called my midwife, so this was like 3 a.m., I called her back because contractions were being becoming super consistent. So they were about seven to eight minutes apart, and I was like, okay, this is actually happening now. I think that's really when I realized we're going to have a baby soon. Um, so I called her back and I was like, we're going to head to the hospital because things are starting to pick up a little bit faster. So you continued, you packed your bag, leave it to Josh to pack his bag at the last, the last second. Your mom got over pretty quickly, luckily. And we were off. And by this time, I think we left around three thirty ish. Um, so we got there by four. The car ride wasn't bad. The contractions weren't at a point where they were like horrendous or super painful yet. I could breathe through them. I put on, you know, a good playlist in the car. We got there pretty quickly. And on the way there, they went from seven to eight minutes apart down to two to three minutes apart. And weren't they shorter before we left? I thought they were already down to like four maybe minutes. they were slowly they trickling. Were like but by the time we pulled into the hospital, they were like two to three minutes. So I was like getting excited. I was like, maybe this will be a very fast birth. <laughs> um, so we spoiler, it wasn't. <laughs> we get to the birth center, which is in the hospital. My doctor's there. Well, first we went to the wrong entrance. How many times? Four. <laughs> we went like all over the place. I'm breathing through contractions at this point. They're getting more painful. Um, you know, really just having to focus on truly breathing through them. Meanwhile, we're bouncing around back to the car three times. We finally get to the right door. My doctor was right there waiting for us, my midwife rather. And we went upstairs and got admitted right away. Um, and basically, that's really when things started to pick up quickly. So at this point, I believe they, they checked me right when I got there. And I was four centimeters dilated, which was refreshing to hear. Because with Kai, I believe I was still like three when we got there. I was not very far along. And I was previously like one centimeter. Like I, I had them do cervical checks throughout my pregnancy which I didn't did not do this time um so I had no idea where I was starting out at um but we got there and she checked and told me that I was four so um that was relieving for sure that things were progressing um but my cervix they call it effacement was not thinning out majorly it was still pretty thick so um at that point we labored in the room that we were in for a while and I'm not sure if I shared like my birth plan I don't think I ever got to post that video um but basically my goal was to obviously have a v-back go unmedicated for as long as possible I was not um opposed to an epidural or opposed to anything else but I just really wanted to be back and not having a C-section. So we labored in that room for a while, and that's when I started to have you do the hip squeezes. Um, how would you say I was at that point? Do when it just started? Yeah. 
You're probably at like a six and a half. No, how, what? On the pain scale? What are you talking about? Just like, how was I doing? What was I doing you from your perspective? Everything was calm and controlled and it was starting to get more intense. And the way things were, progress were progressing, we were under the impression we'd be done by like nine in the morning. Um, so I think you were in a good headspace at that point. Very tolerable. Uh, no intentions of medicating or, or anything like that. It was just very uh, straightforward. I'm going to grind through it. Yeah, I felt like I could for sure work through them at that point. They were painful, but I was like feeling pretty positive about it. Um, so we stayed there for a while. And from that point forward, progress was a little on the slow side, I would say. Mm, um, no, no, it was progressing quick until we got to the next part. Okay, so... That's why she went. She wasn't worried about you slowing down. So she... One of my other requests was if it was available to labor in the spa tub. So they have a big tub that they fill up. And we went over to that room and I got in the tub and it definitely helped a little bit as far as just like getting me through. Like it just, your body just obviously feels weightless in water. So I wouldn't say it took away the pain, but it definitely helped me just relax a little bit. Um, and... I think I was in there for like what two hours. Yeah, I was in there for a while. We went from what five to seven centimeters by seven o'clock. Seven o'clock is when you went over there, and then you were out by like nine, and from like six fifty-five to nine o'clock, that's when you moved towards more intense pain. Yeah, so it got. Pre I would say it got pretty intense in the tub. Um, you were there before you got to the tub. That's why you went to the tub. Yeah. Like it was getting to that point. It was getting intense. Um, I think by the end of the time I was in the tub is when I first asked for an epidural. And I felt like everybody kind of just brushed it under the rug and ignored me a little bit. I remember asking, like, I don't know if I asked you or her, but I was like, I want the epidural. And nobody, like, answered because I think they knew I wanted to go as far as I could unmedicated. So we kind of just, like... Well, you told me if you ask for it, they tell you no, which I had no intention of doing, but that was also the first point of starting to mentally break. So on your first crack, no one was going to respond to that. It was just let it yeah. go and see if you I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I just think it's funny that nobody like was like, okay, sure. Um, so I get out of the tub and get back to the room, and that's really where I started to feel uncomfortable, <laughs> like majorly. Like I think I started to feel a little bit of mental defeat and also it was just like very uncomfortable because my body was trying to push her out but I was only at like an eight centimeters dilated in a pretty thick cervix but because you went from zero to she said after five it moves quick first five are the slowest you got to seven very quickly and we expected you to be done by nine o'clock so that's we went to the tub figured by the end of the tub like you're going to be ready to roll maybe have birth in the tub um but you only moved a centimeter in those two hours. And I think that's when it really hit like, okay, this could be any, yeah. any number of hours. Right. So we got back to our normal birth room. I'm like sitting on the toilet. I'm on the floor. I'm in the shower, back on the toilet, like just very trying to find somewhere that there was some relief. And I was just like very vocal at this point. <laughs> and... I FaceTime Kai in the middle of this because I was I was useless for a certain point. She was with the nurse. So I just wanted to check in with Kai, see how he was doing. And I did it when she was in the shower so that it wouldn't be as loud. 
and he kept hearing this yodeling and he asked what was happening and I said mommy's just singing a song to make her feel better and then for the next three days he kept asking her he why still, she was singing like that he go, he's like mommy why were you singing in the hospital um so that was funny I didn't hear about that till after but I was being very vocal like you just don't you're in your own world. You don't care about anything or anyone or who's going to hear you or what you look like. Or see you out the windows from the streets. No, you just don't care about anything except getting that baby out. So, again, at this point, I just felt very defeated. My body was literally pushing her out. So it's called the fetal ejection reflex or something, F-E-R, where you just like you have no control over it my body was literally trying to push her out with each contraction and I felt like I had to push but I obviously was not ready yet my cervix was not there so because that was happening my doctor explained it as you know your body's trying to push down on your cervix your cervix is not ready so it almost like thickened my cervix back up and got super inflamed because it just was not there yet but I had no control to stop it so at this point I was asking again for the epidural, but she also recommended the epidural because she thought, you know, her thought process was get the epidural, allow your body to relax and stop doing that so that it can actually relax, open up, and then hopefully we can get to 10 centimeters and have this baby. So I was like, yes, give it to me, please, right now. I was totally open to it, um, but it also made sense, right? Like it, it was a decision that we both were in alignment on um so at this point while I was waiting for the epidural the only concern I guess I had was that it wasn't gonna work because with Kai it didn't work remember like they had to replace it and they had to like bump it up three times and it just never took the pain away with Kai so I was nervous that was gonna happen again but the anesthesiologist came in he did it so fast he was awesome and as soon as he put it in I was like instant relief like I was so happy um it didn't I don't even remember it didn't feel like anything going in I was still obviously having contractions holding on to my nurse for dear life he put it in and I was just like thank you sweet lord baby Jesus because it was like instant relief so that was a full body yes at this point, obviously, once you have the epidural, I wasn't moving around the room as much. And, you know, I up until that point, I was. I was changing positions a lot. I was doing all the right things. Everything I researched as far as the breathing and moving around and opening my pelvis, like all of that came into play, which I was really proud of because I think sometimes it's easy when you're under stress like that to forget everything and let it all go out the window. So I was very of myself for remembering to do all the things um so got the epidural and I don't know what time that was at do you remember it was like 11 maybe two I don't know I'm like so lost on the time we'll say two I want to say it was like two o'clock um so I was able to fully relax at that point and the cool thing about that was I still had a feeling in my legs like with the epidural with Kai, I still had pain, but I had total numbness. I could not move from my hips down by myself at all. So I could still move my legs around. I could still wiggle my toes. I still had a lot of feeling, which made me happy. Um, they kind of moved me around a little bit in the bed, back and forth, switching positions. 
and just kind of, you know, made sure I had the peanut ball between my legs to make sure my hips stayed open, allowed her to drop. I still felt a ton of pressure, but it was not painful and it was totally manageable. I was able to eat. I ate a couple of those uh, Huma gels that I used for my long distance runs. Those were clutch. Honestly, that was the best thing to bring. Um, I had a Belvita bar. You ordered food. You door dashed for the first time. Um, and we just kind of, we relaxed. You watched a show. I kind of napped a little bit. It was a very glorious few hours of that. So around six o'clock, I believe it was, they checked me. And at that point I was fully dilated. She said I had a little bit of a cervical lip, she called it. <clears throat> so she's like, I think you'll be fine to push. I'll kind of like move it out of the way or whatever. So at that point we were ready. We, it, it, it really started to feel surreal that like, I mean, I, I guess there was still a possibility that we could have gone to an emergency C-section, but I really started to believe like, okay, the VBAC is happening at this point because she's like, we never got there with Kai. We got to nine and they were like, I think we should have a C-section. No one ever told me like, okay, we're at 10 centimeters. You can push now. So that was really cool. That was really uplifting. Made me feel excited um, and a little bit nervous just because I never got to push before. So I wasn't really sure if I was going to feel that or if it was going to be, you know, totally pain-free because of the epidural. So we started pushing. That was at 6. Um, and I just pushed in the bed with kind of like the typical position you see in movies that people are pushing in on my back, which was surprise, not surprising, but I would have liked to push in a different position, but it was honestly, she was moving out in that position. So there wasn't really a reason to change to a different one. Um, and what, what was going through your mind at that point? when I started pushing it was crazy it was like surreal it felt like a dream so and it was cool because it was just my my midwife and one one nurse in the room really the whole time I think another one came in after when we were close to her coming out but I just feel like with Kai there was so many more people like you're in an OR and in, well, before that, I mean, every time like his heart rate even lowered a little bit, it was like a swarm of people in and it was just very traumatic. Um, and it was just overall way more enjoyable <laughs> and less stressful this time. So started pushing and I feel like I was halfway through and I was like, this is my favorite part. I literally said announced to the room, which I was surprised, but it just really felt so empowering and I had I felt like I was in so much control even with the epidural like I felt like I can do this like this is I'm literally pushing a baby out my body like it was just mind-blowing um and you know Josh was at my side putting a cold compress on my head my legs were up in the stirrups they asked if I wanted to see a mirror and I eventually think I said yes which was really cool and actually I feel like gave me more motivation to push um seeing her head and then at one point she was like reach down you can feel all of her hair and I reached down and I felt all of this beautiful hair coming out of my body um and it was just it was surreal it just did not feel real and it was honestly the best possible outcome and experience 
hardest thing I've ever done, but like the most amazing thing I've ever done and will ever do in my life. Um, but she obviously came out. I got to reach down and pull her, finish pulling her out and pull her onto my chest, which was so cool. And she was here. Now she's sleeping on my chest. She's attached to your boobie. <laughs> now she's attached to my boobie. Um, but, you know, overall, it was, again, the best possible outcome I could have asked for. I don't, I, I can't picture it going any better than it did. And I feel like, you know, I got the redemption that I so badly wanted from being pregnant with Kai and from that experience. So let this be a reminder to advocate for yourself, to go to a clinic or a clinician or a practice that supports you fully in what you want your birth to look like. I am pretty confident if I stayed at my last practice, I probably would have ended in another C-section based on how this process went. Um, So, you know, don't be afraid to switch and find a provider who is fully in alignment with what you want and do all of the things that you can possibly do to make the birth and labor that you want a reality because there is a lot we do have control over. Obviously, there are certain things that are out of our control, but for the most part, we we do have control over a lot, and it definitely starts with having the right support system. So that is the, the cliff notes of Miss Cora Jade's entrance into the world. Any additional thoughts, comments? You looked. It was just right there. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I don't know. You said it was incredible in the moment. I was the hype man. <laughs> no, I had no intentions of looking. Um, I was always going to stay behind the curtain, but there was no curtain. But wasn't as bad looking down like I purposely avoided the mirror at all costs i had no intentions of looking anywhere near the mirror but seeing her come out from a different view was uh it was fine and then she was out and all was wonderful so that's that's the birth story and i'd be happy to answer any questions that you guys have about it or if you need advice whatever feel free to DM me, but I wanted to share and I wanted to have a place where this lived because it was just one of the best days ever. Hardest days ever, but the best day ever. All right. We will keep these rolling again. I think we'll be able to hop in for some podcasts, but little man is waking up. So we're going to wrap it up here. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.